Hey y'all, welcome back to Girls in the Garage. This is Lindsay. I'm Natalia. And today we're going to dive deep into the gut. Ooh, gut health is a big one. And as I love to say, trust your gut. Amen. We've actually had a lot of requests about doing a podcast on things we've learned about gut health and what that looks like. And trust me, it is sometimes not pretty. Yeah, we're excited to talk about it. <laughs> yep. Here we go. Hey guys, you ready to get down and dirty with the gut? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I'm pumped for this. We're coming with notes today, y'all, because I am sick and tired of saying, what was I saying? What am I talking about? We're getting better, okay? I'm getting better. Nat's always prepared. So, Lindsay, why do you want a healthy gut? What's the point of having a healthy gut? Yeah. Um, well, a lot of studies show that everything's centered around your gut. How you function, how you sleep, what you eat. And I'm going to keep saying this until my face turns blue. I say it every week. Our bodies are telling us what we need. We just don't know what it's saying. So we're here to help you a little bit with understanding what it's saying to you. We're going to educate you because we're learning too. So everything's centered around the gut. Uh, like I said, sleep, what we eat, and how our body reacts to that. One important thing that I think people lack is you should poop every day. And a lot of people don't. And I know it's not always a fun conversation to have, but it's vital to living. You don't want to feel like shit. Nobody does. And our energy levels, our skin, everything. It's pretty much the center of your body, like your brain and your gut. They always say trust your brain, listen to your gut, or vice versa. They're on to something. And I find it interesting that we don't talk about it as much as you think we would as a society. So it's interesting. Yeah, I don't think that it's well understood, but there are more studies coming out mm -hmm. that everything is connected to the gut, um, including neurological function and hormone health. We kind of touched on it in a previous episode of your microbiome and why it's important. So yeah, you caught me on a bad time. I am so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so back to you, Lindsay. <laughs> I was taking a drink of my smoothie. Um, one thing that... We Notice, should... I don't have a smoothie. It's fine. Oh. I, I, made, I made them before she got here. <laughs> Sorry. Next week, we'll have one. Got it. Um, so, we went to FCA back in August, which is um, a big seminar, essentially, for Florida chiropractors. It stands for Florida Chiropractic Association. And when we were there, students go for free. So, I highly recommend if you're a student in chiropractic go. There's so much fun. You get a lot of free stuff. Yeah. And you get a lot of education. Um, one of the talks we went to that really resonated with, with us was the one about gut. And he brought it on really great, easy ways to understand how to help your gut, heal your gut, feel your gut. Because you're going to learn all the ways that your body's saying stuff. Because like I said, we just don't know what the heck it's saying to us. Um, some of the causes he mentioned of gut issues, and this was a long list, and I'm only going to name a few. So, if this resonates with you, turn your volume up and listen to these. Hello. So, some of the causes of gut issues, medications, ding, ding, ding. Medications are a lot of red flags for a lot of our issues in our body. Antibiotics are another one. Birth control, which is going to be a whole separate episode. Hello, birth control. Nat knows that one. <laughs> uh, antacids, uh, processed foods. Everywhere, literally everywhere in America. Sugar, everywhere in America. It's a big one. Stress. <laughs> Hello. Hello, it's us. Um, poor sleep. Every student knows this. Every mom knows this. Um, a lot of people know this. And another couple, just to name a few, mouthwash. And there's one thing that he mentioned, which is really interesting, is 
glyphosate, and I think I'm pronouncing that right. If, I'm, if you're a chem major, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> it's a terrible chemical found in food, and when I tell you it's found in almost every single food, it's ridiculous. And one huge food that you we've probably all eaten, Cheerios. We feed those to our babies. People feed those to their dogs. When you're bored, you just have a bowl of Cheerios, which you're weird if you don't put sugar on top. But that's also another cause of gut issues. So you're here to oh, fix gosh. that. We're here, <laughs> We're here to fix it. So, yeah. Nat, take it away with some other things. I'm getting too hypey over here. I just hit my mic. You know what, baby? You get hype. We can get hype about this, okay? Gut. Stop the Cheerios. Listen, gut health is important. Nobody talks about it. Let's get into it. So I think what is important to talk about is what does an unhealthy gut look like? Lindsay mentioned you can have signs such as acne or rashes, issues with your skin, hormonal imbalances, etc. But some people aren't aware or don't know how to listen to their body for what those signs look like. So some other signs that we learned about is having frequent burping or air buildup. If you're gassy after you eat or you burp a lot, that is a very common sign that you have an unhealthy gut. Also, not to interrupt you, Nat. Yeah. I hear, and it's just like through the grapevine, the smell of your farts can also <laughs> indicate hey, gut issues. I don't want to get into that. That's personal <laughs> to me. Swanson can speak on that one. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. It's fine. It's fine. We're working on it. We're healing the gut, you guys. We're not here to pretend we're perfect. We're here to talk it out, okay? I'm literally dead. I'm literally dead. Okay, take it away. <laughs> Look, I'm not trying to pretend I'm something I'm not. I can pretend. Authentic. Okay? But only in the comfort of my own home. I will say that. Anyway, so other signs that you wouldn't commonly think of is when you're hitting extreme fatigue, especially in the middle of the afternoon. I know a lot of people start to crash around 2 p.m., whatever, in the afternoon. It can be an adrenal issue, but it can also be a stomach issue and then irritability mood swings insomnia and intense sugar cravings are all signs that you have an unhealthy gut so another really interesting thing that we learned is that the gut produces a lot of the body serotonin serotonin is important because it affects your mood and it affects your sleep cycles it also helps the gut function and your emotions so that's how the gut health is actually tied into your mood swings and irritability oof my mom would tell you, booty. She gets hangry, don't you, Lindsay? Sometimes. Let's go confessions one on one. Come on. Sometimes, um, if I have to confess about you know what I just said, you have to confess that you're hangry. I get hangry. It's true. Look, my name is Lindsay, and I get moody and hangry. You're a hangry holic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so it's interesting what Nat was talking about because the doctor that we heard speak on this, he had his own way to helping people heal the gut. First and foremost, it's always making sure the patient or whomever you're working with understands what it truly means. Because in a lot of senses, we have to dumb it down. And that's no diss to anybody. It's even sometimes in classes when some of our professors are teaching us, I'm just like, can you repeat that in English? The body is so complex. Mm -hmm. So, so complex. You almost need to make it easier to understand to get the results you need. So, we're going to teach you how to listen to your body, and we're going to tell you what he taught us, because hopefully this helps more than one person. He brought up the four R's of gut healing, and they are remove, replace, repair, and rebalance. 
And each of those have their own phases within those steps. So it's not going to happen overnight. And it's not going to be fun because oftentimes it accounts for us having to get rid of a lot of the foods that we find comfort in or that we like because, let's face it, everyone loves sugar on top of everything. I already told you I like sugar on top of my Cheerios. Well, both those are red flags right there. So this is not going to be easy. And one thing he said that I really liked that I wrote down was weeds grow faster than the grass. So that's so we true. need to weed out all those weeds because everyone wants that nice lawn, but nobody wants to put in the work to get that nice lawn. So let's pull the weeds, baby. Right. We're here to do it together. I love yard work. Get that bad bacteria out of there. You hear me? So Nat, do you want to take us into the first R? I would love to. So the first R is remove. And just to tap in a little bit to what Lindsay said, this doctor is all from, this is all his clinical experience. And he's had like, it was over 30 years of clinical experience. I'm pretty sure it was 30. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like textbook, this is this. There's a lot that we don't understand about the body. So his clinical experience is what he was talking about. And I have a lot of respect for that because he kind of built this program on a way to heal the gut. Like that's all he specializes in and he has seen crazy results. So we just are super excited to share that. So the first R is remove. So removing any inflammatory food can really help in starting to heal the gut. Some of the top inflammatory foods is gluten, corn, dairy, soy, peanuts, and then like we said before, um, processed sugar. In one way, we recommend not making this so overwhelming because we both have had to eliminate these from our diets too. Do it slowly. Mm -hmm. Don't feel like you wake up one day and you're like, I can never have a piece of white toast again. Maybe finish off that bag you have and then try to, instead of having toast every morning for five days a week, you bring it down to three days and then you bring it down to just one day a week. Trickle it down because you don't want to shock your body or take away those things you love. We're just going to have to slowly replace them. So don't think you have to do it right away. Right. And your taste buds adapt. Like if you take away your white toast, you can replace that with sourdough. And that's much more nutritious for your gut mm -hmm. than, you know, white grain. So there, like Lindsay said, there are swaps that you can do. And even with sugar, you can switch it with a natural sugar. That's a lot better for your gut. And you're actually getting nutrition and minerals from that. For sure. And another interesting fact that he talked to us about with involving gluten, which you just brought up, do you know it takes your body 30 to 100 days to get that gluten out of its system? It's crazy. So even though, yes, you're removing it, and I did say trickle it down because seriously do it. It, it tricks your brain and it's easier to make switches in or swaps. But 30 to 100 days, so that piece of toast you've been eating every single day for, you know, blank time, that's how long it's going to take to get out. So... It's not going to happen overnight. No, and especially if it's causing an inflammatory reaction with your body, that's really common with people that struggle with thyroid issues, mm -hmm. is gluten can be really harmful. And like Lindsay said, that inflammatory reaction can last up to 100 days from just one piece of bread or whatever you're eating that has gluten in it. So that's really important. That was a huge surprise to me. Mm -hmm. me Actually, I didn't think that that could have that long of a lasting effect. Over time, we can become sensitive to foods we've had our entire lives because we're just not digesting them. So that's why he gave us that list that Nat mentioned earlier to slowly remove those out of your diets because oftentimes that's what we're finding a trend in people is those are the foods we're not able to digest. And I know for corn at least, 
that's been so genetically modified that there's no more, like, you can't have organic corn, right? Is right. that correct? Yeah. So, our, over time, our bodies are trying to adapt to all these changes, all these additives we're adding to food, when in reality, we're teaching our bodies, we don't know how to digest them anymore. So, that's often a red flag right there for your body to be like, mm, I don't think my gut likes this anymore. I mean, yeah, everything is processed, yeah. so you kind of have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Along with removing inflammatory foods there's also kill-off support that you can give your gut such as garlic of course fresh garlic is the best bitter foods bitter foods are really good for waking up your digestive systems receptors and then black radish is good and any charcoal based things are diet lights are whole foods Anything organic, grow your garden, baby. Now is the time yes. Get out there. Mine's coming in strong. Um, try not to use chemicals. No gluten. I know we already talked about that. And if it has one ingredient, eat it. Yeah. If it's natural and it grew on this green earth, oof, knock yourself out. If it's out. from God's garden, eat Let's that. go. Eat it, boo. So then the second R is replace. So we want to replace our foods with nutritious, nutrient-dense foods full of vitamins and minerals, and fiber is a big one. We don't get enough fiber. We definitely need to eat more fiber foods, and that comes from just eating. Fruits are very high in fiber. Eat your vegetables, so on and so forth. That can really be a game changer. Um, For me, it's like blackberries. You know how much fiber is in blackberries? Hey, that old time saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Unless we're a chiropractor, please come see us. Yeah, not us. You'll, you, you need that nervous system check, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The fiber don't cure at all. You know, it just we'll give you We'll give you some apples in our office. Right. <laughs> Along with replace, a lot of people are deficient in their HCL levels. HCL, or hydrochloric acid, is very important for the ripple effect of your other digestive hormones to be released to digest and break down the food. So if your HCL is really low, that's causing a whole throw off with your entire digestive system. Signs that your HCL is low, and again, it's very, very common with our diet today. Heartburn, indigestion, acid reflux, that kind of doesn't make sense. Like if my HCL was low, why would I have heartburn? But it's all a ripple effect. Bloating, bad breath, foul-smelling breath, or foul-smelling what we talked about earlier. Yes. Hello. That is also another sign that your HCL levels are deficient. One thing, look, I wrote a lot of the the quotes he said because it just made me kind of grossed out. One thing he said about the foul-smelling gas is you're basically rotting from the inside out because you're not breaking down those proteins. Your body's basically like, what the hell is happening to me? Don't ever eat this again. Yeah, and you need HCL to break down protein. So, replacing your HCL is super important. Our third R was repair. So, this one is going to be for those who have leaky gut, which is becoming more common. Mm-hmm. I know personally, I've met a few people along this journey of chiropractic school who mentioned they have leaky gut. And I didn't, you hear of it, but you never want to think people actually have it. And then you find out. Wow, a lot of people are really struggling with leaky gut. So in repairing, a lot of what we're eating today and the harshness of how processed the food is, it's breaking up and loosening the tight junctions that we're supposed to have in our stomach, and that's leading to leaky gut syndrome. 
So ways that we can really tighten those junctions and make them healthy again in the gut is through L-glutamine. Bone broth is actually very high in L-glutamine and that, I have personal experience with this. I had a little bit of a stomach ulcer issue and some heartburn and a chiropractor I was seeing at the time had me take an L-glutamine um, supplement just in pill form and it did, it helped a lot in repairing my gut health. Bone broth is a really easy way to get a lot of nutrients um, from something so simple. Uh, just be careful again when you're shopping for bone broth, if you're buying it from the stores, you're looking at all those additive ingredients because you do want it to be, like I said, if it has one ingredient, great. I know there's a couple brands that I specifically like. I get one from Thrive Market I really like, and it has like three ingredients, celery, bone, and I think carrot is what they cook it in. But I highly recommend too, try making it at home. It's a really easy way to get nutrients your body's lacking. Super easy way to fix it. Yeah, bone broth is amazing. And then, of course, pre and probiotics. A lot of people are common with pre and probiotics. That's just giving the healthy bacteria in your gut the nutrients that it needs to reproduce and grow. And then, of course, collagen is another one. Collagen is also a simple way to add into things you're already doing. If you're having a morning cup of coffee, go buy some collagen. You can't even taste it in your coffee. Um, if you're having a smoothie, I have collagen in this right now. I don't even taste it. It's a really easy way to start to repair your gut and give it what it needs. Off of that, some of the repair foods you can kind of incorporate into your diet that are really easy to start that repair. When I say repair foods, what I mean is that's going to be your fermented foods, your insoluble fiber, uh, vegetables, so simple, bitter foods. These are all things that we can incorporate into our diet. Adding a few veggies at one meal a day, like buy a cucumber, tell yourself for the next five days you're going to eat four slices of that cucumber at dinner. It's something slow. Slow and steady wins the race, just so we're all clear, but we can't keep living like this. No, I think it's a safe bet that if you're filling your diet with as many fruits and vegetables as you can, even if you like hate vegetables and you just want to eat fruit, the fiber in there is going to be super beneficial in keeping your gut healthy and feeding that good bacteria. So just try to implement one apple a day or <laughs> an apple, some blackberries. It's fine. Fermented food. Kimchi. That's a good one. I'm a picky eater, y'all. Never tried kimchi because it scares me. My whole family eats it, though. Yeah, I've never tried it either. But you know what else is fermented? Pickles. I love me some good pickles. She is obsessed with pickles. Dill pickles. Give me dill pickle flavored anything, I'll eat it. No problem. <laughs> Another thing that's fermented too, we mentioned earlier, sourdough bread. Just make sure that the source you're getting it from is actually fermenting it. Mm -hmm. As per Meg said, the functional nutritionist we've mentioned a few times, um, she brought that to my attention last time that you just need to make sure you know the source that it's coming from or better yet, make your own. Lindsay and I aspire to make our own sourdough bread when we have time. However, um, it takes a few days. So, you know, we're on spring break, so maybe we're feeling adventurous. The fourth and final R is rebalance. So we want to rebalance the gut. The rebalance phase is often most overlooked because we've, we've hit the other three R's, right? So we've done remove, replace, repair, and now we're trying to bring it all together. So this one gets overlooked because we're trying to figure out, okay, I've done this, I've done the steps, I'm healing my gut, now what? Your body's a little bit haywire, it's detoxing, doing all these things. Rebalance, think of it as like your gut check. 
maybe you're going to start incorporating things back into your diet, but you're going to start listening for those cues, those markers that you've now learned to hear how your body reacts to that. Are you um, having heartburn? Are you having indigestion? Different things like that. Like, oh, I just ate a zucchini and my body didn't, I got super crampy. I didn't like how I felt, blah, blah. But you're, you're learning Therefore, you might not incorporate that into your diet yet and try something different. Yes, along with rebalance too, you're kind of looking at the source of what caused mm -hmm. the gut imbalance in the first place. So it's really important to balance out your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous systems and address the stressors in your life mm -hmm. and make sure that you're keeping that aspect of yourself healthy. This again ties in with mental health. Mm -hmm. Taking time to exercise. Exercise is huge for gut health. Things that will decrease your stress, relationship, finances, you need to address those. Acknowledge what your body's telling you. So if you're in a fight or flight situation and you're, you know, when they say trust your gut or you, you're in a relationship with a guy that you probably shouldn't be and you know your gut is telling you one thing, your gut is trying to tell you that stressor right there, not needed. If you ignore the stressors in your life, relationships, finances, what have you, like we said in the previous episode, your body stores that somewhere and your gut could be taking the hit and it could be throwing your entire system off. It's like a domino effect. Oh, for sure. The whole body is a ripple effect. And I think especially with this episode here, learning more about the gut and especially when we dive deeper into parasites, which I'm very excited for, just how much our body is connected to the world that we don't. We all often like walk around thinking you're in your own la-la land, you're talking to yourself, you hear your voice, but that interaction or that food you just ate or what you did, your whole body feels it. I mean, you're the only one in your body. Give it a space it wants to be in. Be a host, you know? Be a host. I feel like I'm back in microbiome. <laughs> be a host. The whole, the moral of the story is don't keep wanting to feel like shit all the time. Easy ways that you can do to keep your gut healthy, improving your diet, making sure you're getting quality sleep. You need to get enough sleep, seven to 10 hours all the way. Exercise regularly, eating slowly, and taking big, deep, diaphragmatic breaths is also really important because it cues your parasympathetic nervous system and it allows your body to digest what you're actually eating. And then hydration, addressing food intolerances, just like what Lindsay said, listen to your body. If you feel like crap after you ate a bowl of ice cream, that's probably not serving you. Again, moderation is key, but try to replace the things that make you feel like crap with things that don't. So if you really love indulging in ice cream, maybe switch it to like sorbet. No, frozen bananas. Frozen bananas, that is a good one. I heard it's a good one. You could top it with uh, dark chocolate. That's good for you. Um, there's ways, okay? There is ways. Just Google it. Look it up on TikTok because we figure everything <laughs> out on TikTok. Hit that TikTok real quick. Also, follow us on TikTok. TikTok. Yes, hello. At Girls in the Garage Podcast. We're just all over the place. <laughs> um, and then making sure that you're getting a quality probiotic is really important. Again, quality is key. Buy the more expensive one. The one you get at Walmart is probably shit. So don't be putting that in your body. We mentioned fermented foods and overall just less processed and sugary foods is key. One thing I really like that Nat brought to our attention that I am huge on, especially when I'm going to adjust somebody in total or well, eventually when I get to clinic, I want everyone right now, grab your ribs. I know you guys can't all see me, but grab, like, just kind of give yourself a little hug. Put your hands on your ribs, and I want you guys to all take a deep breath. So, and let it out. Are your ribs moving when you do that? Now touch your tummy. 
Deep breath. Let it out. I am not a yoga instructor. I am not good at this. However, what I wanted to we bring you in yoga, baby. Breathing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're yoga, yoga teachers are so good at like talking and doing things. I am not. Find ways to start telling your body like, okay, I'm taking a deep breath. Expand it because oftentimes we're such like, you know, like a dog almost. Let your whole body take that deep breath with you. Move your ribs. Move your stomach. Put your hand on your chest and feel your heart beating because we are alive, people. And we're going to fix our guts. Let's go. And if you're feeling overwhelmed and this just sounds like too crazy, honestly, find a doctor. Find a natural nutritionist. Find a chiropractor. There are a lot of doctors out there that will help people naturalistic in removing and replacing. And a lot of them will do like blood panels and hormone panels that really just gets down to the cause. We want to address the cause to get the solution. So there are doctors out there that will help you if this is very overwhelming. Moral of the story, trust your gut. Be more mindful when you're grocery shopping. Look for one ingredient. Find something from God's garden. And listen to your body. Thanks y'all so much for today. We were very excited to talk about gut. And this is not going to be a one episode and done. This is no. going to take some time. And we have some more topics to talk about. We just wanted to give you those four R's because how he put it for us really clicked for our brain and helped us make little switches. Um, so we hope from this you got little switches. Reach out to us if you have any questions. We can send you our notes. Anyways, we are so grateful for y'all. And we are so excited to keep educating y'all along the way with us. Thank you guys so much for the support. We hope you have a blessed day. Bye.